0: Welcome along to Extra Time here on LCFC Radio and LCFC TV after another Leicester City victory, this time over Crystal Palace in the Premier League at King Power Stadium. We'll assess that game, the impact of and Drewsby Hall across the whole season in particular in these last few months and, and that brilliant man of the match performance yesterday. We'll also look back at the 0-0 draw with PSV in the UEFA UEFA Europa Conference League on Thursday and look ahead to that second leg, of course, Uh, this coming Thursday. Without further ado, let's introduce our guests then. We've got Tony Cotty, Ewan Roberts and Matt Elliott to join us today. Um, Did we all have a a nice weekend, guys? Yes, thanks, Dan. Yes, thanks, Dan. Busy. I'll, yeah. I'll go
1: first,
2: Then I had a wonderful Saturday. I had, I had the first two in the Grand National, including a 66-1 oh. to one winner. So, I was flying on Saturday. Oh. Oh. I then had the misfortune of being at Brentford-West Ham yesterday, and West Ham just didn't turn up. And uh, there's a little point I'd like to make about the, the connection between what West Ham do after European games and what Leicester do, and I think it's a real interesting
0: point to make it down later on. OK, brilliant. Yeah, I look forward to it. So, you, you were brought back down to Earth a little bit on, on Sunday then, Tony, after, uh, after Saturday's winnings. Oh yeah, I was I was all excited. Mind
2: you, I did have Rory McIlroy as well to finish in the top nine, so I've had a good weekend. Dan, just
1: the <laughs> football, as always, the social was great,
0: but the football let me down. You <laughs> and how about you? I assume you were working somewhere.
1: Yeah, I was uh, I was at Reading on on Saturday, um, and then I joined you, Dan, Tags, and Marty for for the game yesterday, and then I watched I watched the uh, City Liverpool game after we went off air, and watched the Masters last night. So. A sporting weekend.
0: A sporting weekend. A good weekend. That's the only way they, they can be, isn't it? Uh, and finally, Matt, uh, how
3: about you? Yeah, mine was pretty steady, mate. Obviously, working with you yesterday, enjoyed the game and uh, the big one afterwards well, Man City, Liverpool. I had a look at that, but certainly wasn't as good a weekend as Tony, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think many people will have done that. Uh, right, let's get straight into uh, into yesterday then, Ewan. As, as you said, you were working for us. Um, at the game, and, and it was a good win for a, a much changed Leicester side yesterday.
1: Yeah, six changes in all, I think, Brendan. Um, That's seven. Brendan seven in the end. Nine. I mean, it's it's a good win, a really good win, because if, if you look at Palace's form, they come into that game on the back of that magnificent 3 0 win at Sellers Park against Arsenal on Monday night. I thought they were outstanding uh, against Mikel Arteta's men on, on on the night. And and then at they're a good side. If you look at the the start that they had in the Patrick Vieira, you know, some people are questioning was he the right man. I think they only won once in their opening <laughs> nine games, but they only they only lost two. And all of a sudden, they've started winning games. They were unbeaten in five, hadn't been hadn't conceded in their last three. So it was never going to be easy. They're, they're a good side. He's changed the philosophy there with the way that they approach games now. You know, they were a bit more defensive and the. And uh, Roy Hodgson I think they played more football now they're more of a possession based team so it was always going to be a tough test um, I mean too magnificent. there wasn't a lot to separate the teams in the, in the opening half hour but then those two goals in the space of six, six minutes at the end of the first half just changed the game completely on its head to be fair the, the only not disappointment I was disappointed for the lads especially defensively that they, they couldn't keep a clean sheet. Cause I thought on the day, I thought defensively, once again, they were magnificent and, and deserved to keep a, a clean sheet. But good performance, great three points.
0: Yeah, you, you were on co-commentary map, weren't you, uh, for the, the game yesterday. And, and we probably expected the, the start of the game to be a little bit like it was for 40 minutes. It was quite quiet, wasn't it, the game? It was quite flat. Obviously, one man brought it to life, didn't he, individually. But... Before that, with, with the fact that Leicester had played in Europe, with the amount of changes, you probably expected it to, to be like that.
3: Yeah, and also, you know, despite, as you had said, Crystal Palace have changed their, their way of playing a, a little bit, but they're still quite <laughs> dogged and difficult to play against. In a very patchy game, wasn't it, as you pretty much expected. They really <clears throat> condensed the play, and you have to do something a little bit out of the ordinary uh, to break through them, to penetrate them, as proved to be the case with Keenan-Jewsby Hall in, in the first goal. There was a very little quality out there, in fairness, um, <clears throat> in the first section of the game. And it was all a little bit hustle and pass I think Mateta broke through at one stage, didn't he? brought down a, um, a low left-handed save from Kasper Schmeichel coming to the rescue. That aside, not too much God mouth actually. There were one or two half chances. But, yeah, it was, it was a scrappy affair, really. And I thought the atmosphere was was better than I expected it to be as well, because, obviously, it was a big game on Thursday. Um, and it wasn't sort of after the Lord Mayor's show feel about it. And, obviously, the big one coming up Thursday as well, in the return tie. You know, there could have been a little feeling of apathy going around. but And with it not meaning the world in terms of Premier League status at the moment. But um, I thought both both sets of supporters really uh, applied themselves well, added to the occasion. Um, Leicester just showed the... As I think you, you can expect these days, they looked the more likely with the lineup that they had that someone would produce something. You know, we've said it a number of times now, haven't we, about Leicester's lineup? Whoever it is, seven changes or not, you don't know whose day it's going to be, but the positive thing is, there's always four, five, six players whose day it could be. They're not limited to, perhaps a little bit like Crystal Palace. I know they're not solely relying upon him. It was dependent on whether Zaha turns up to or not, to some degree. Um, with Leicester, they got much more, many or more options. And uh, yesterday was keenan Tuesday Hall's day, wasn't it? Um, again, <laughs> you have to say, he was, apart from being the key man in the two most important actions of the game, generally, he, he was you know, Leicester's biggest influence, wasn't he, out there, and unbelievable for the relative inexperience that he's got.
0: Uh, how impressed, Tony, have you been with the way Leicester have, have dealt with playing after European football. I and mean, if you want to make your point now that, that you've got them, then please go ahead and, and do so. Because I think and said something similar yesterday, that the Leicester's form generally after Europe has, has been pretty decent.
2: Yeah, I mean, that was what the point I was going to make, Dan, listening to both what the, what the lads have said there. Um, you know, as I said, I was, I was watching West Ham yesterday, pretty much played the same team, made, made only two changes. And West Ham just looks so tired and lethargic. And I want to praise Brendan and I also want to praise the squad players that have come in and have done such a good job because, um, you know, West Ham's points returns are playing on a Sunday after a Thursday. I think they're at the bottom of the table of all the teams that played in Europe this season, whereas Leicester have a pretty healthy performances after those Thursday night games. And we all know how much it takes out of the players physically, mentally, travelling, you know, if there's travel involved. So it can be really hard to play on the Sundays. And... Um, you know, to make seven changes, this is where the praise is for Leicester and the boys. It's it's a massive decision to make because you know you want to go into the game and all right, it's not you know, it's not a game that's. If you look at the the points total at the moment in the Premier League, you could say it was like a mid-table game, but Leicester's still pushing. They're still trying to catch up and make up that difference, and they've got it back to seven points now. But to make seven changes. And to get the result, um, you know, the lads can talk in much more depth about the performance than what I can because they saw the game live. But the highlights that I saw, it was a fantastic result for the club. And, and I, I just think sometimes managers don't always get the credit they deserve, you know, because they, you know, they're, they're always criticised about doing things. And, and you take a chance as well when you make that amount of changes. but. I love the way the players go in. Lookman for example, Adamola Ola I know we're going to see Jews halls crazy, obviously. But, you know, someone like Adam Ola and, you know, very much a part of the squad. Doesn't really get to play that often. You know, at times he played. But, you know, he took his chance really well and, you know, obviously got his goal. And, but it, there's no sulking. You know, players, they're not involved and, and they're on the subs bench, They're part of the squad. And when they come in, you don't see them strolling around like as if they don't care. They go into that team and, and that's what I like about Leicester. And that's the praise I want to give them, that they've got a very, very good squad. And I think that's the difference. But West Ham on their day have got a good team, but they just haven't got the squad and the depth that Leicester have got. And I think they proved that yesterday with the seven changes.
0: And obviously, we, we've talked a lot about injuries, Tony, this season, haven't we? But we know things are, are steadily getting back almost to, to normal now for, for Leicester. Yes, there are still important players missing, but in, in terms of the numbers that they're getting back, it's so important that you can then rotate the squad when you have a number of games in a short space of time.
2: Yeah, and we're at that stage of the season, Dan, and we went into what, the last six weeks of the season, and we, we, you, we know that Leicester have got more games, more Premier League games left to play than any other team in the Premier League because of, all, obviously, the postponements around Christmas time. Um, and they're also still in European competition as well, so potentially there's still, was it, four games left to play in Europe as well. So you had that up, that's 13 games in a six-week period, and... The games that can come really, really thick and fast. So you need all your players back. Obviously, Jamie Vardy would be the one that you would mention about in terms of not having him back at the moment. But, you know, to get the likes of Fafana back and Johnny Evans back, you know, to get these quality players, Castagna you know, Ricardo Pereira's had so many injured problems. Is, you know, that, that, there was a different back four yesterday, wasn't it? You know, yeah. changed, changed the back four. And, you know, to do that, it's a, it's a massive risk in Premier League football because... If you make one change in the back four, listen. Listen to me. Talk about defensive stuff. Max the one I talk about this. But you know, if you make one change in the back four, it can be very, very unsettling. So to, to play a, a whole different back four, uh, you know, it's wonderful that the players are coming back, and and it's really, really good timing. They're closing the gap in the Premier League, and there's no doubt. As we'll talk about later, they've got a wonderful opportunity to get through to to the next round of the Conference League.
0: And it was one thing that the Jerry picked up on straight away. Actually, Matt wasn't it? Was the the back four when when you saw the, the the starting eleven? It was the fact that all four of those had changed. That's what Jerry picked up on straight away. Said exactly what Tony says. So don't knock yourself, Tony. You do know what you're talking about with defending. Uh, he said that it's it's a brave call from Brendan Rodgers to, to fully change the back four it's such a an important part of the pitch, obviously.
3: Yeah, um, pretty unusual. Yeah, to go the whole hog and. Change all four of them. I think think most people would have expected Pofana to have a rest, whatever. Probably include Johnny Evans in that as well because they're both having to be nursed fully back to action uh, to be sort of battle-hardened, if you like, game-hardened. But then again, you look at it, it's a similar scenario, isn't it, with Castagna and Ricardo? They've both had their injury issues. (laughs) <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, you know, such is the level in the squad that there weren't any real qualms about certainly the fullbacks um, being rotated. You know, it's just, it's almost, I think there is probably a little bit of a pecking order, but it's almost any two from four really will be sufficient. And I don't think supporters are you know, too concerned who it is most of the time. They're all very capable. Centre-halves, yeah, you think, well, perhaps there's an issue there, yeah. Perhaps there could have been a way that could have started with Fafana and bring Evans on, or vice versa. People would have been a little bit panicky, but I said yesterday as well, didn't we? Amartya and, and Son, Ironically, just starting to get it together as a pair in the heart of defence, and how's their luck? Evans and Fafana get fit, and they find themselves on the edges of things, but I think, again, you mentioned it yesterday. At one that they were at the heart of um, three clean sheets on the trot. Yeah. The performances. You know, they're just getting a little bit of rhythm and understanding between them. It must be frustrating for them, but that's uh, the way of the world. In, in, the, in the heat of the Premier League, isn't it? That's the quality you've got to not just deal against. You've got to deal with it within your own ranks. But they, they were excellent as well, weren't they? Um, so you? and Amata yesterday so you know, the depth and the, the standard of the squad is constantly you feel with Leicester constantly growing and deepening not just in in terms of personnel numbers but in the quality that each individual's got so you know it looks good seven changes as you say yesterday no one really batted an eyelid did they Um the time's gone by they'll be oh well why is Brendan not taking this game seriously, etc., etc.? People understand, I think, now that sometimes not playing your full team on certain occasions in the medium to long run is more beneficial. Um, rotation has sort of taken a while to bed in, hasn't it? To some level, um, and there was maybe a little bit of a golf, and there still are. There still is a little bit of a pecking order and a hierarchy, if you like, with certain players. But for a lot of the squad, it's not, it makes it sound like it's not a good thing, but <laughs> much of a muchness, really, in terms, but at a very good level. Whoever comes in, capable of doing a job. Yesterday, OK, three players played outfield, key players in any game Madison, Tillemans and Dewsbury Hall. But there were match winners sprinkled <coughs> throughout the team. That's a great sign.
0: Yeah, one of those match winners being Adam Ola, Luckman, and Tony's already uh, mentioned him and, and how impressed he was with his performance. Again, he's, he's one of those players that, that has had to bide his time a little bit yeah. this season while on loan. But he, he scored a, a decent amount of goals and as exactly as Tony says, he took his goal really well yesterday.
1: Dan, this, yesterday was his fifth Premier League goal in 20 appearances, one in four. That's not bad, I tell you. That is not bad when you're not getting a a regular run in, in, in the first team when, you, when you're in and out, you're coming off the bench. Um, and he took his goal ever so well. Um, his goal against Liverpool was, a, was an outstanding finish. You know, to, to beat Liverpool 1-0, I think the only team in the Premier League not to uh, Liverpool haven't scored against. Uh, it was such a good finish, great ball in from um, Dewsbury Hall. He has three touches... Look, one to control the ball. The second one is such a quick one after he's controlled it, which gives him that little opening that he needs. And it's a it's a clinical finish. And like we spoke about Brendan yesterday, I think he was on about the, the second half, or maybe the whole game against the PSV. You know, he, he mentioned two words, creativity and, and being clinical in front of the goal. And probably that's what Leicester were weren't on on Thursday night. And that was the difference for me yesterday against Crystal Palace. When, when the opportunities came, they had fantastic creativity and they were clinical in front of
0: the goal. Yeah, that creativity, obviously, for the first goal as well, came from, from Kean and Dewsbury Hall. Tony, let's talk about him because he's been phenomenal this season. I think I've said to, to a few people, I think he, he's my player of the season, potentially, uh, for, for Leicester, despite the fact he didn't come into the team until when November, he, he's been that impressive.
2: It just shows you the impact, Dan, doesn't it? If you're talking about a player that potentially is going to be Leicester's player of the season and pretty much missed the first, what, three, four months of the season, not through any fault of his own, which just wasn't in the team, it shows you the development that he's made. And, you know, we've on, on this show, we've we've spoke about him and we seem to be talking about him more and more and more, and he's more, 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 more and more regular. Um, I mean, in terms of the, the praise for him, I mean, what I liked about that first goal, it was just... Just in looking forward, I, I, I get so frustrated with midfield players nowadays that either aren't on the half turn or if they are on the half turn, when they get the ball, they want to pass the ball sideways. And as a centre forward or or even as a, an attacking wiper, as it was uh, in the case of Lookman, you know, you want the ball played forward and you want the ball played early. And what I like about Juzipiol, he's got he's got a bit of everything. He really has got everything. And he's different to... Other players, I spoke about it last week. For me, he's different to other midfield players. There's some fantastic players in that England squad. We know that, midfield players. But he's just got something a little bit different. And I love the fact with that first goal that Youmish just talking about. He just, I, I counted it. I think it was the same for, the, for, for both goals. I think it was four touches from Jules build There was a touch, a touch, a touch, and then the throw ball. And then it was a touch, a touch, a touch, and then the finish for the second goal. But he can play one touch as well. You know, he, he can run with the ball, he creates. And to have a, a midfield player like that come in and play with such supreme confidence that for someone, you know, he's not young, young, he's not 17, 18, he, you know, he's in his early 20s and that, but there's so much more to come from him. And, you know, he's, he, he must feel fully confident now that he's a regular fixture in that team. He's proved that, that Brendan picks him every week in the Premier League. He gets picked for the games, he's playing in Europe as well now. And, you know, he is almost one of the first names on the team sheet. Um, I've been so impressed with him. I really have. And and I think, again, we spoke about last week, he's under the radar, Dan. He's not, you know, they're, they're finally now starting to mention, I think I read in the paper this morning about maybe a potential England call-up and things like that. And, he, and, it, and it's taken four months for the journalists to work out that he's a fantastic player, you know, which is fine because he's progressed in that four months. But, um, you know, another outstanding performance, man of the match performance. And, and yes, he's got to be right up there. There's been some really good performances in a, in an injury hit season for Leicester in terms of player of the year. But this lad has got a real chance of winning that. And that will be a fantastic achievement for him.
0: He's deceptively quick as well, Matt, isn't he? When he's <clears throat> moving, you wouldn't probably expect it from him. Particularly, he's not the the, the tallest, is he? But he's, he's very quick. And, and in... He beats a lot of plays, even when he's got the ball at his feet hes he's very quick at dribbling as well
3: yeah, yeah, he's paceier than he probably gives the impression of being, but um also that's because I feel it's like there's a determination with him as well, like he quickens his stride when there's a, a ball to be reached, he doesn't lope around the pitch um there's a real energy about his play as well, said so, so about tenacity as well you. Used that word yesterday and it is spot on. He's tenacious in his play. Um, he's sharp enough, you know, without being absolutely lightning, but he can make runs in behind. He does it on numerous occasions every game, doesn't he? He stretches the opposition. They link up, particularly on that left hand side, and Tuesday Hall appears in the sort of inside channel, causes problems for the opposition. Um, he carries the ball exceptionally well, very poised, he's balanced. As a result of that, he's able to get his head up and have a look and see what is around him, be aware and be able to pick those passes like he did yesterday for the opening goal. Um, I think one of his main assets is, amongst many, is his engine as well. He's yeah. just constantly on the move. It just glides around the, the, the whole pitch you know, closing people down, the amount of times he breaks play up, puts Leicester back on the counter, um, puts pressure on opposition, or tracks back with a you know, a lunging tackle, and just scoops the ball away, <clears throat> like we saw in Man United, in um, that instance, and then just gave a nice, simple, precise pass. He sparked everything off. And at the moment, he's sparking off the majority of good things about Leicester. He's... You know, he's, he's in good company. There's some top-class players around him in that midfield section right throughout the team. He's a standout player. Has been for quite a while now.
0: I think the thing that almost sums him up a little bit, Ewan, we'll get on to his goal in, in just a moment, but the at the very end of the game, when he was he had the ball, when when the final whistle was, wasn't he? Harvey Barnes wanted to pass in, I yeah. think. Dakar of all ball through to Kim took it to the corner. He he knew he just had to see the game out, didn't he? Uh,
1: I mean, I wouldn't say it was an awkward last 10 minutes for, for, for Leicester yesterday. I mean, after that Sahar penalty, where he's, the second one that he, he scored the rebound, I mean, they had a bit of pressure. They put a few balls into the Leicester box, but there's a few scrambles in the six-yard box, which the lads defended ever so well. But, you know, I can't remember Casper having too many saves to make in the last 15-20 minutes, but when you've got, what, two minutes left and you've got a chance to counter-attack and Harvey Barnes was fuming, when he? He was absolutely livid that, that Keenan hadn't given him the chance to go on and put the game to bed, but he, he made the right decision Dan, and I, I said to you yesterday good players make good decisions and that was a good decision run it to the corner, see the game out that's good game management, why risk that pass into, into Harvey Barnes, which Possibly could have got cut out, which would have maybe given Palace one last chance to put the ball into Leicester's box. Why give them that opportunity? It was the right decision. <coughs> and, and that's the good thing. I, I I said yesterday, good players make more good decisions that, than they do bad. And he is... Uh, I would love, and you can possibly find out, Dan, I would love to see, on average, the, the distance that he covers on a football pitch. Because he's, he's all action. He is everywhere. The 12 kilometres yesterday, Ewan... 12 12 12k yeah here. yeah and i bet he you know does that average, on average every
2: game yeah, yeah yeah i don't know what the average is but I, I mean it's probably about 10 kilometers more than what i used to run in a game <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> to be fair, Tony, he's, up until yesterday, his finishing wasn't to, to your level, was it? But but what a finish that was from him! And...
2: Uh, I saw the interview with him and to that first Premier League goal because it, it's important, Danny, to get a first in in anything is important. You know, if it's whether it's coming off the bench, making this start, particularly your first goal as well. And, you know, his performances in the Premier League have certainly deserved um, the first goal, haven't they? And you know, it, it was just, just a fantastic finish. And you know, it was a good play, wasn't it? You know, Justin in into that It was a bit fortunate the way it got to him. I think there was a little tiny deflection as well before it got to, to Kearnan. But you know, so you need that little bit of luck sometimes. But when he got it, you know, he sort of the ball just sort of made it that so he's got his back to go. And you know, he didn't panic, you know, he obviously could have possibly passed it out and you know, done the soft option like some players do, you know, just rolled it to someone or even give it away. But he had those that little first touch, second touch. By the time he gets his third touch, you know what he wants to do. He just wants to manipulate the ball, get it onto his left foot. And he's got a fantastic left foot, hasn't he? And, and the finish was was stunning. Might have been a very, very, very slight deflection that just looped it up and that. But, I mean, even if there hadn't been a, the, the deflection, I think the goalkeeper wouldn't have saved it because there was that much power on it. And, you know, you're just pleased for him, really pleased for him that he got that goal. And it was, it was a stunning, stunning finish. It really was. And, uh, you know, he thoroughly deserved that. And, and now he's got that goal. The point I'm making about getting the first one, once you get that first one, you get the confidence. You're then not afraid to shoot. Because sometimes like, when you when you haven't got that goal, you're sort of a little past cyber soft option maybe. But now he's got that goal, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll feel full of confidence. And uh, again, that will only benefit Leicester the last nine Premier League games of the season.
0: And, and fair play to him for taking the, the shot on as well, Tony, because it wasn't a, a simple chance, was it? So you could maybe have forgiven him for trying to find the pass or something, but he, he just decided to back himself and, and let fly.
2: Yeah, and, it, and it's one of the hardest things to do, Dan. When you've got your back to goal, he had his back to goal. He knew he had a defender. You, you, you know where they are and you're just trying to get the ball in a position where you can hit it and that's why he had that's why I was impressed with the sort the, the two, three touches he had before the shot because he had to manipulate the ball get it to a, a, an angle where he was going across the goal. But you can't always hit it on the first one. Sometimes you have to take a little touch which he did. And by doing that it gave him the opportunity then to fizz it past the defender and uh, it was it was just a really, really special goal amongst many Leicester goals I mean how on earth they will do the goal of the season this year Dan? I have no idea because there's been some unbelievable goals and that one that one goes into the top 10 but that's all it does it doesn't win the, 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 the goal of the season it goes in the top 10 because there's been some unbelievable goals scored by the club
0: and um... When you look at the players behind him, obviously we've spoken about the back four, Matt. The one player behind him, Papi Mendy, let's praise him. I know we did <clears throat> on the post-match show yesterday, but it's well worth doing again, because yet again, he just went about his business yesterday.
3: Well, do you not want to let Ewan talk about Papi Mendy? <laughs> he knows everything about him. Finished.
0: we said we were finished with going at Ewan yesterday man. oh yeah we did didn't we sorry yeah, yeah
3: that's one just mistake in, refer- in a season that's
0: not bad mate <laughs> one mistake in a
3: season well, well
1: I think it's not more
3: than that, that, that extra mate extra I've been waiting for years yeah. to have a go at you uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no I mean that, that, well, that was in reference to the fact that Pabby is not available unfortunately and hopefully it doesn't prove a vital miss but it's certainly it's a little bit of a blow, isn't it? Um, he's not available to play against PSV or any European uh, game for the remainder of the season. That, that's how far out of the reckoning he was um, you know, at one stage. And now, he's, he's a crucial part of certainly Leicester City's Premier League um, affairs. And we've indeed been out for the season, it seems. Yeah, he's slotted back in there. He's he's turned his fortunes around at the club, and then we said yesterday, initially, fair play to Brendan Rogers for sort of biting the bullet a little bit. Okay, the the decision's been sort of forced on him to to an extent, but you know he's he's looked at it and thought, hang on a sec, who's probably the most secure player for me in that type of role in the squad, and he's come back to Mendy, hasn't it? And Mendy's. Also shown great character um, because, you know, he could have been frustrated, despondent, looked to move elsewhere. I think that was, the club were probably trying to find some somewhere else for him, strike um, some sort of deal at one stage. But he's come back in and not only has he shown a great attitude like that, but he's also you know, stirred himself on, hasn't he, to, to play at the level that he has. He, you can't do that if your heart's not in it. Play as, as well as he has done and, you know, he's, he's really turned things round. and fair play to him four days. Jerry talked about it yesterday, reliability. Um, and you certainly get that from Papi Mendy, don't you? He was, you know, neat, he's, he's very tidy, reads the game well, he's efficient, not overly, overly glamorous in his play. You know, doesn't catch the eye that much, but, does a very efficient job, doesn't he? He's, um, you know, <laughs> He looks like the sort of player that we were hearing all about when he was on his way to the club. And you can see why there was a lot of talk then. Um, and people start to talk again now about him, won't they?
0: He definitely does play with heart, Ewan, doesn't he?
3: Ah, passion, um,
1: a smile on his face. and Marty mentioned attitude. You can't question his attitude or his commitment to the football club. It's not, it's not those first few months at the start of the season couldn't have been easy for him. He, you know, wasn't involved in in in, in the in, in the first team, um, wasn't involved in in the cup games, and he probably thought to himself, "Well, I need to get away. Uh, you know, I need to get away I need to kickstart my career." But he's he's obviously knuckled down. He's got his head down. He's worked hard. Um, you have to. Commend Brendan Rodgers on his on his man management skills because when when Mendy's been needed, they've obviously spoken. Wouldn't be surprised if if he's put a ram an arm around Mendy and, and had a word in his ear. And Mendy's giving the team everything at the minute. And we we spoke about it. yesterday those types of players that the the types that do that nitty gritty work in midfield who don't really catch the eye with a fifty sixty yard pass or don't put one in in the top corner or doesn't open a defence with a, a splitting pass, they go under the radar. Their, their work doesn't really get noticed, but it does, Dan. It does. That, that hard work that Mendy and, and the likes of, of Ndidi and Sumare have done, um, it doesn't get noticed by by us and, and the Leicester fans. And He's come in, I thought he was outstanding at Old Trafford. I thought he played well at Arsenal at the end I was there. I thought he played well. I thought he was probably Leicester's best player on the day, even though he, he got taken off. But, since he's been given the opportunity, he, I, I think he's been absolutely tremendous. Um, you know what, Dan?
2: I'm just going to say on Papi Mendy. I mean, that, that, those type of players, are worth their weight in gold. And yeah. if you look at any team that wins a cup or wins a league, they have a Papi Mendy in the yeah. team. And, and you need that sort of player. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm a forward. I love attacking, flair midfield, the Maddisons, the Jews. I love those type of players. But you can't have all those players in the team and not have anyone sitting in front of the back four. Because all of a sudden, you lose the ball and everyone's charged forward. You've got no one sitting in front of that back four. I think he's always, always, always done a good job for Leicester. And that's what I like about him. Again, another player like Lukman, who I already mentioned, they go into the team, they do a specific job. And it, it, it you have to, I think, you have. it's quite a clever position. Because I think if you are a clever player, you realise what you do for the team and as a footballer, you always play to your strengths. Don't try and play the 50-yard ball that and just spoke about. Don't try and do things like that. Just win the ball, give it to the flair player players, and do your job defensively. You know, we had. you look at players, that play, and I think it's someone like Neil Lennon. What a clever player Neil Lennon was. He knew what he was good at, and he'd done it fantastically well. Kante, another player in the midfield for Leicester, without those players, you're going to have all the flair player players in the world you're not going to have any protection for that back four. So, you know, he's been vital. And as, as we are saying, if he can't play on Thursday, then that's a big miss for the club.
0: Yeah, let's look ahead to Thursday. Uh, you and you were with us, of course, for the, the first leg, weren't <laughs> you? You said it wouldn't. It definitely wouldn't be nil-nil, but it was <laughs> nil-nil. <laughs> um, but you can see why you said that. But it, it did take us all a little bit by surprise, the game going that way, I guess. Yeah,
1: I mean, what... Three real chances created, you know, one for PSV in the opening minute for Goethe. Um two for for for, for Leicester. The Harvey Barnes shot that hit the bar was ever so unlucky. Ian H had the probably the best chance. One that when he's clean through with just the goalkeeper to be, I I, I would I would expect him to, to find the back there Second half was very cagey, I thought. Um neither team sort of wanted to uh, throw caution to the wind because it was the first leg, and try and get that, that Michael first goal. And deep down, I, I think even though Leicester have got to go away now and 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 win at PSV, you know, I I think they'll be quietly confident. But I think they would have been quietly pleased with with the nil nil. It's all to play for. Two good sides, two teams in good good form. You know, they I think PSV won yesterday two 0 They I think they rested up that front three of. Gakpo, Mbabuaki, uh, and Goldson as well. Uh, so they'll come into the game fresh. They're, they're very good at home. I think they've they've won 11 of their 15 home games. Uh, it's going to be a test, Dan. But when you get to the quarterfinal of, of any competition, it's not going to be a walk in the park. It's going to it's going to be a tough game, and, and that's exactly what it will be. Not just for Leicester, but but for PSV, PSV
0: as well on Thursday. Yeah, we we were talking, Tony, because PSV, that they found themselves in a, in a title race, really, with Ajax. They were four points behind them before the, the, the game on, on Thursday. So, the fact that PSV did make quite a, a number of changes at the weekend, they rested their front three, a couple of the midfielders changed as well. They still won the game anyway. I guess they've got the beauty of maybe the, the, the teams in the league not quite as good as the, the, the rest in the Premier League. But... They still won that game and they rested players. So it was a bit of a win-win situation for them at the weekend.
2: Yeah, it was, Dan. And, you know, you would expect them to do that. But they're obviously having a good season, aren't they? You know, to to be chasing what is a very good Ajax team, um, you know, that tells you everything you need to know. Um, I think it's going to be a really exciting second leg. I really do. Um, I think, in a way, it suits Leicester being an away team in the second leg. I know, historically, you always would rather be drawn away and then play the second leg at home. And I understand all those reasons. But I just think that Leicester have got the ability to go there and to shut up shop as much as possible, but also to have a real threat on the counter-attack. And, you know, there's no away goals this year, as we know. So it's just basically half... We're just half-time in the match and your level. And if you look across... I thought it's quite interesting, looking across the board, Dan, that the Europa League results on the same night and the conference league results. And I think there was a a couple of 2-1 victories, but the rest of the games, I think, were all drawn. And that sort of tells you everything that you need to know. You know, both competitions this year, you know, there's some really good teams in the Europa League, but you look at some of the teams left in the conference league, there's some really sort of big outfits left in that. And and, and you're in the quarterfinals, As you said, quarter-finals, you're trying to get into the semi-finals of of a, a European competition it's fantastic for the players, it's fantastic for the fans. I mean, the Leicester fans are going to have a real great time over in PSV and if you can get into that semi-final, then you're dreaming again and then, of course, you're then looking at the qualification for the Europa League to get back to where Leicester want to be anyway. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a really exciting second leg but we've already spoke about it. This is a a dangerous PSV team and Leicester have got to approach the game in the right way to get the result they need.
0: How do you see it going, Matt, on, on Thursday in the second leg?
3: Well, it's difficult to predict, isn't it? But on the back of the first tie, which didn't go as most people planned. It, I mean, it looked like it was going to be free-scoring uh, goal fest, didn't it? In the first half hour on Thursday night. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> the dangerous situations and the chances started drying up. As you mentioned, you know, there are only three clear-cut ones in the whole duration of the game. Um, I think that was semi-conscious effort in the second half. I think PSV sort of, the longer the game went on, I thought Leicester looked more in control, more comfortable. Um, but PSV also sort of not resigned themselves, but the, they were less concerned with, with with hurting Leicester. Really, it was almost as if if we do pinch something, then that's great. Let's be secure first and foremost, which we're to believe is not their natural game. Certainly going by the goal-scoring record domestically is not how they normally go about things. So, you know, Brendan Rodgers is of the belief that things will open up over there, uh, which may fall into Leicester's hands. You know, you would like to think so. That's the, the positive way of looking at it. More space for Leicester to, to exploit, maybe if PSV are going to come and commit themselves I don't think they'll have a choice but to attack with the, the vocal supporters behind them. We'll be chanting and cheering them onwards, won't they? And they've got a pretty decent record at home. They'll fancy their chances, but Leicester are within their rights as well to think that wasn't such a bad result. It probably suit the PSV uh, more out of the two teams, but only by a small margin. <clears throat> and as we said yesterday numerous times, all to play for, Daniel, isn't it? Hmm. All to play
0: for. Yeah, that, that's the catchphrase at the moment, isn't it? But we, just a, a word on, on the fans. We saw how good their travelling fans were on Thursday. So, if they're anything to go by, obviously, the atmosphere we assume will be hostile, just as it was in Wren in the last round.
3: Matt? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, was, uh, it was a special atmosphere uh, against Wren, wasn't it? And I could see a sort of similar scenario again, really. Uh, expect Leicester to have to... Deal with a bit of pressure early on, hopefully, they've learned a few lessons from that because I also wouldn't say they were fortunate, but they were <clears throat> treading on thin ice at times, weren't they? brennan Rogers wasn't happy with the performance in the first leg, um, sorry, the first half of that second leg. And Wren, a very capable side, not not dissimilar to PSV, you know, both got a fluency about their play, probably a little bit slicker. Ren, Um, PSV looked a little bit more sort of individual based Uh, Gakpo and Maduiki getting the ball out wide full of pace rangy Gakpo he was off his game I think if you listen to his reputation he's well thought of didn't see too much of it other than the uh, possible penalty incident where I think Leicester was slightly fortunate there after the slip from Ricardo, to say the least but they're going to be a threat, aren't they? Um, I think you'll see the full-backs, Max and Junior, wasn't it? See them. They're going to be more supportive. It's going to be a lot for Leicester to deal with. But hopefully, like I say, they learned their lessons a little bit. Brendan Rodgers had to give him a little bit of a stern word or two at half-time. shouldn't need to do that in, in a game of that magnitude. And I think, I think they'll be ready and prepared. For what's coming their way. And as we know, unless you're on the game, they're capable. So it's, it's all set up really nicely, isn't it? All set up really nicely. And on the night, there's going to be who produces the individual exception on, on the night. And the, Leicester have got plenty of people capable of doing that as have PSV so uh, it's up in the air Dan isn't it? Up in the air.
0: Yeah absolutely I know that we spoke Tony before the second leg of, of the Wren game and we were talking about how Leicester had obviously the, the lead from the first leg they were able to manage the game a little bit more because it's nil-nil how, how much of a different game does that make it do you think on Thursday?
2: Well I think you've got to expect PSV to come out and take the game to Leicester and I think to a degree, Leicester will be happy just to, you know, be nice and organised, nice and tight uh, and, and try and hit them on, on the counter-attack. I mean, when you're protecting a lead, obviously, Dan, it's a lot easier because you know where you are with things. But as I said, it's just half-time. It's, it's, it's level. It's like playing a normal game, nil-nil half-time. You go in and sit in the dressing room, you're level. And that's exactly where we are with things. So, you know, it's important from Brendan's point of view, and, it, and he always seems to get this right. Got to pick the right team um, and get the right balance and and look to be as dangerous as possible on the counter attack and you know you'll need the sort of the the pace of the likes of Harvey Barnes in that team I think just to give you that counter attacking threat. George Weah obviously we knows going to play so it will be an interesting team selection but you know I don't think it will be far off probably the team that played last Thursday. Um, so but it's it's all there for Leicester isn't it? You just you know. No silly mistakes. I think that's the thing, just concentration. And sometimes that can be the hardest thing for footballers, to concentrate fully for 90 minutes, you know, just a little switch off. And you know, even just as an example, yesterday with the, the, the short corner that Palace took, where they had the 2v1 and it created the penalty incident. Just little things like that, just switch on as a team and, you know, just get those important players at the Knights of Johnny Evans for fun. Just get everything organised, keep everything in front of you but nothing to fear in my in, in my point uh, in my opinion Dan. nothing to fear from PSV but they've got to concentrate and they've got to put in a really really prof- what you would call a professional performance just get the result no matter if it's 1-0 4-0 doesn't matter just get the result that you need to get through or penalties it doesn't matter just get through to the next round
0: uh, final point on on Thursday you and do, do you agree with Tony would it be that the same team pretty much that, that played in the first leg do you think
1: I, I would expect it, Dan. I think that's probably why Brendan made as many changes as, as he did. Um, so you would expect the, the back four to be completely different. You'd expect Harvey Barnes to uh, to come in. Um, Ian Acho possibly. Uh, you know, Madison's going to start. Dewsbury Hall is going to start. So yeah, it's it, there won't be too many changes from the starting eleven uh, that, that started last Thursday. And I think PSV can be got at Dan. I, really, I, I watched the highlights of. When they conceded four at home to Copenhagen, they overplay from the back. They will give you chances. I mean, Leicester got the chance for Ianacho because they were trying to complicate things, trying to play out the back into midfield. The midfielder gets caught the ball, Leicester win it. They release Inacio, who should have scored. So Leicester will get chances. They will get chances there. Cool.
0: Uh, right, Matt Elliott, you can go first with the uh, the games that caught your eye at the weekend. I'm sure, certainly, Ewan would would want to say one in particular. I don't know whether you'll you'll steal it before he can get there.
3: Ewan, I'm trying to think what's related to Ewan. Oh, well, okay, yeah. I won't leave that one. Um, don't steal my one, either, Matt,
2: don't steal my one, either.
3: <laughs> no, okay. Uh, let's go. Well, they've been in a topsy turvy form of late, haven't they? Is Chelsea six. Chelsea banging six in after they've had a rocky period, haven't they? Both on and off the pitch. But then their qualities obviously come shining through. We're talking about individuals impacting games. They've got multiples of them, haven't they? There On any given day, that's what Chelsea can do to you. People are just starting to talk about. Possibility of Arsenal, possibly Tottenham, catching Chelsea, and getting that third spot in the Champions League. I don't think that will quite happen. All of a sudden, there's a different outlook, isn't there? But uh, Chelsea, the, uh, it just makes you wonder what's been happening to them against Brentford and Real, well, Real Madrid. OK, semi-understandable. But they took their eye off the ball, haven't they? But it looks like they're back on it there. And so gave Southampton a real thumping, didn't
0: they? Uh, Ewan, go on, you can say <laughs> the one that you want to say. I'm going to surprise you, Dan. Who do you think I'm going to
1: say, Dan? Think I thought you were
0: say Man City, Liverpool yesterday. No, I'm going to say
1: Norwich, mate. Norwich, super. Oh. Oh, oh, that's what I was um, thinking. Norwich, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they haven't won in seven Premier League games, they've lost six, they have that Nil-nil draw last week uh, at Brighton, and I've I've said before these two games have any chance, any chance, and it's it's really slim. Let's be honest, of them staying up, they had to get at least four points from from those two games. Um, it was a good win, good performance against Burnley. You know, Burnley on the back of of what they did against Everton on Wednesday night in the manner that they won it, won that game with that late goal. Um, I never thought it would be easy, but Burnley never turned up. Yeah, really, really good win. It just keeps their Their chances, their slim chances, on a night stage.
0: Finally, Tony? Well,
2: before I was collecting my winnings for the Grand National, Dan, I watched Everton Everton against Manchester United, and uh, obviously cheering the Blues on, another one of my former clubs. And I've got to say, Manchester United were absolutely dreadful. They really were. They're, They're not a good team at the moment. But having said all that, it was a tough, tough win for Everton. You know, they were clinging on a little bit at times. But what a win for Frank Lampard. They really, really needed that. And I was just looking, like, of the the eight bottom teams in the Premier League, they five of them won at the weekend, which begs the question why you're not doing that all for the rest of the season anyway. But, you know, it was a vital three points for Everton. Not out of the woods yet. They've got some tough games. They've got Leicester twice, as we know. Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea have got some really tough games to come. So they really needed that three, three points against Manchester United.
0: Well, as ever, we end the show with our football Jenga. Uh, We've been talking about the other results that took place uh, at the weekend in the Premier League. It's a nice, easy one for you all. We've done this one a couple of times already this season. Uh, It's quite simple. The goal scorers uh, in the Premier League games at the weekend. Um, Because you are top left for me, Tony, you can go first for me, please. Uh, um, Bueno
2: score for Brentford.
0: Yeah. Uh, Ewan? man. Dewsbury (laughs) hope.
2: I was just talking about it. Anthony Golden for Everton.
3: Wilford Zaha. Kai Havertz.
2: Chris Woods, important guy for Newcastle.
1: Trossard.
2: Mason Mount. Oh, I was gonna say that mate. Um, um, Alonso scored the first goal, I think.
1: Tino Werner got a couple, didn't he? You saying that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that
3: alright? Marnet. Um, I just think. Who oh, did you say,
1: Ewan? who did you say? Tino Verna. Tim Overner,
3: yeah. Sadio Marnet. Yeah.
2: Alright. Um
1: Sonny
3: got actually
2: for Spurs. Kevin De Bruyne. Yogo Jota. Right, don't ever go me if I su- don't say right. Kula Shev for Spurs.
0: Yeah, Kula Yeah, that's the
2: one. <laughs> 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 hey,
1: Jesus, Jesus.
3: Oh, come on then. Uh. I didn't see you scored for Norwich.
1: It was, oh, I did. Just, well, just name one, you'll, you'll get it, wouldn't you? I'll give you a massive, massive please. Only one player scores for them. Bookie!
0: Hey! I'm in trouble now. And that's uh, Tony's answer gone as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was me, Dan. Um, I'm trying to think who the other Brentford scorer was, I
0: can't think. Oh, have a
1: g- oh yeah, come well, on. I, I
2: was at the game.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, we're too busy still celebrating the Grand National winter and you were at the game. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's me, done anyway, so... Rafinha.
3: Oh, good show. Moreno. Moreno.
0: Yeah, Rodrigo, yeah. Um Well, I'll
2: say Jack Harrison then. Does anyone say Jack Harrison? Yeah.
0: There's only three to get. We could have a tie here. Uh-huh.
2: I, I, I don't think so, then.
0: <laughs> Odegaard. Who?
1: Ah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Right. Weppo.
0: Yeah. Two? Brighton.
3: Weppo. Right.
0: Yeah. There's one to get, so... i oh, have
3: got no Go chance, then. Go on,
0: there. Tony. If you get this, then it's a draw. Should we give him a clue or not?
2: Thanks for Norwich. What? Oh yeah, he scored the first goal, but I didn't know his name. Any, I watched it. Um, uh, no, I won't get it then. I'm, I'm out. I'm not, I can picture so a slightly flexing, the goal winning, but I don't know who scored it.
0: No. Um, well, you two have drawn then. Anyway, in fact, we can do a little bit of a tiebreaker. So. Why, we... Why
3: have we drawn? Because You've there's only one answer to We've get. We've run out of answers, man. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> Lee's Malu is the answer. Is the last player from Norwich. So, um, as a tiebreaker, I want you to shout out, what minute did he score in? Closest. Fifth. 12th. Fifth. Uh, It was the
3: ninth. Oh. I'm closest. closest.
0: Ewan's closest.
3: Ewan? Hey, I should have kept my glasses glasses on, it says fifth in my blurred eyes.
0: (laughs) I did think he was a bit suspicious you'd gone that far, but yeah. No. <laughs> well, well done, Tony. Uh, well done, Ewan, right, but you and for not cheating and also uh, and also winning on the tiebreaker. Um, but no, that that was that was good fun. That so, um, well a draw and then a you and win by default in the end or by tiebreaker. That,
3: that's
0: Tony, uh, Tony are you heading up? By
3: elimination. The yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm shooting off, Dan. I've got to get into London, so uh, I'll speak to you soon, boys. You going to France? Sorry. Do you Are You going to France for the game? i oh, sorry, Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, Thursday morning out for Thursday night back. So I was under oh, orders nice. to get on um, for Good Friday and give give her an Easter egg on Friday. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Well, well. Thank you very much to uh, to the three of you then. To, to Matt, to you, and and to Tony as ever for your company. And yeah, we'll we'll speak to you all again. Well, Thursday for the, the P S V game. See you Thursday, Dad. For four, uh, matchday live starts. So do join us. William, have a great week, everyone.